G'day! Welcome to On Minis Games. Good day and welcome to another episode of On Minis Games. My name's Charles Pritchard. And I'm Quinton Sung. And it's been a little while since we've uh, managed to get the microphone out, Quinton. It has been a little while. Um, uh, so we apologise for that. We yeah. much intend uh, to have a more regular output and hopefully that something we'll be able to maintain going forward. It's been a little busy the last month or so. It has been a little busy. Uh, we originally were going to flip the the paradigm. We were originally going to flip. Uh, we, we did the one of our early episodes was talking about our favourite games. Mine was sort of bathed in nostalgia. Yours was sort of the, the, the new and shiny. Ones. Um, we're going to flip that 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 paradigm and and reverse the roles, but I think we might save that for another episode because we've had a bit going on. It's been it's been quite a while since our last our last podcast. Yeah, so, so we've got a there's a few new games that have hit the table, and there's a few other things that are happening in the hobby that that we sort of thought that might be good to cover off. Well, yeah, and if anyone knows us, it's probably not a surprise. There are a few new <laughs> games. Um, yeah, it might be just a little bit magpie-ish. Yeah, that, uh, we but they are good games. They are. In our defence, oh, they are very good games. games. Yeah, fantastic yeah. games. And it's an investment, as we've said many times. It's an investment yeah. in our time and money. and That's right. No. I'm not sure about the return on investment. Patrol- <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> well, let's, let's be honest. Petroleum products are eventually going to be phased out. You know, well, we've got a heavy amount of, of um, sequestered do. greenhouse gases in plastic and resins. We so should, we're be, doing compensa- our bit we should be compensated we should. for that. It's the green Energy scheme, we'll get onto yeah. it and see if there's anything in that. Carbon credits. <laughs> well, we've got a fair bit, I think, of carbon sequestered and all we of that do. stuff. So. I think we do. Um, all right, so we're going to do a hobby update and talk about some of the things that we've been um, playing, some of the things that we've been doing lately. Yeah. Um, so let's talk. Let, let's start off by talking about some of the things that have been happening in terms of us playing games and whatnot. So just recently... For me, it's not miniatures games related per se, but um, we ran our first uh, annual, first of what will be an annual event. We Your inaugural? Inaugural annual event uh, for a, a board game event called Shepacon. It was a weekend yeah. uh, convention over the Queen's birthday weekend uh, here in Australia. It's June, I think it was 10th and the 11th. Yeah. So it was really fantastic. We had, I think it was 80 to 90 people roll in over the weekend. Which for anyone listening for Shepparton, that's actually really decent. It's a, it was a really decent number. We actually... We well, we had a hundred tickets available, yep. so we hit close to that mark, and we hope good. we're thinking next year we'll, we'll um, get that quite yeah. comfortably. Um, so yeah, we, we went really, really well. So we were, um, you know, hugely excited by that, and it was great. We had the support of the local store, yep. um, Guff here in Shepparton, who um, you know had a, had a store there. They also sponsored the show, and. Um, it was great to see a lot of different gamers from around yep. Victoria, around people come from Sydney and from um, from places like that. So it was it was really good event, um, and we're looking forward to doing it again next year. So, so what was the uh, the format of the event? So what was the, the idea behind it? The idea behind it was that it was a, a two day convention. People would bring along some games of theirs. We yep. had a table set up where people would store all their games and things like that. You'd have them in tubs with you know a list or whatever else. Um, you could go and basically pull any games off the table. We had the flag system um, where there was a green flag yep. if uh, you were looking for a teacher. 
uh, I, th- I think, or might have been a green flag if you're looking for pliers. Yep. Uh, well, one flag if you were looking for pliers, <laughs> yep. another flag if you were looking for a teacher for that particular game. Yep. Uh, it was great to see people using that as well. Um, so it was really just a, you know, come in, play games, basically. Yep. You know, you go over, there's a there's a table full of, of games. We had a, we had collections, you know, some of my games. All of the organising committee bought games in. We yep. had games donated from the PAX library um, that were bought in as well. Um, so we had a whole heap of games there for people to play. Yep. And it was just about going and pulling them off the shelf and, and playing, basically. Awesome. Um, we also had a couple of events over the course of the weekend. There are a couple of competitions um, where we had, um, you know, Shepparton's got obviously a, a farming, um, yep. you know, I- industry here. So we had uh, farming games. If anyone played in a farming game, yep. um, they put their name um, and the names of the other players on the slip, put them in a draw to win a prize. Yep. Uh, at the end of the weekend, we had um, another one of those for space games. Yep. Don't ask the connection between Shepparton and space. There isn't I'm, one. I'm, I'm sure if we looked in the history, there there would be one person through some degree of any separation, number of yeah. minutes of separation that had something to do with space. That's right. Yeah. So he looked at it once. Getting, <laughs> yeah. It's got a telescope. Fully legitimate. So uh, so there was that as well. Then we also had a uh, a proto spiel event where people um, get game designers brought in games to test. Oh yeah. Uh, that was run by Carl, who was was one of the organising committee, and he did a fantastic job yeah. of doing that. Um, we had uh, a bunch of game designers. One of the games that actually is going to be hitting Kickstarter, I think, next oh, month. Fantastic. Um, and so there was a whole bunch of different game designers that come in and. And we played through some different uh, yep. those games, and and there was feedback offered and so forth. So it was a really good event, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, so looking forward to seeing that grow. Yeah, it was it was Great. excellent. It's good fun. Yeah. yeah. And while I was at Shepparton, you were at another convention. I was not not quite as big as your convention. Um, I was over in Bendigo for their third annual BadgerCon. I think it was. Um, so the Bendigo and District Gamers Association they run a a weekend of tournaments. Um, over the Queen's birthday weekend, they've done it for the past three years. Yeah, they've been a little bit slack with the advertising and getting out there, but I think the the committee members have sort of come on board and they're going to get it on advertising really early, book it in really early, so yeah. they can get some more people because there is a bit of competition for for that war weekend. gamers on that weekend. Yeah, it was a lot. There, it was we found there was a lot of events yeah. happening that particular weekend. Yeah, yeah. so I think the early getting early in, in early for them will be good. So there were three days of tournaments. First day they had a drop fleet. Commander tournament and a Warhammer 40,000 tournament. Yep. Uh, the, on the Saturday, uh, that was a Saturday. On the Sunday, they had Dystopian Wars and Age of Sigma and also Team Yankee. Okay. And then on the Monday, they just had Kings of War. Okay. So yep. I, I went over all three days. And you um, played Drop Fleet Saturday, yep. Dystopian Wars Sunday, and, and Kings of War Kings of Monday. War Monday. Yeah. So first, first outing for Drop Fleet and for Kings of War. Yeah. So my Drop Fleet experience was, it was, my uh, unfortunately there was a bit of a poor turnout, um, which is a bit of disappointment for the organizer there. Um, some people just didn't turn up. Oh really? Um, yeah, which was a bit disappointing. So mm. there was, ended up being only two of us. All right. Um, yeah. And I was my third game of Drop Fleet, and I uh, got my head handed to me quite thoroughly. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Drop Fleet, I've just gotten into, and Drop Zone Commander. We'll get into that a bit later. Um, I really like the rules. Mm. I love the miniatures. They're really nice. Not too sure about the missions and the way the mechanic works in that regard and the balancing, but yeah, I just wasn't ready for it. Having two played two games prior to playing in it, yeah, um, and the fleet that I faced, I'd never actually looked at before or, or played. Yeah, um, and there's only four fleets, so this is showing my limited <laughs> experience here. Played 
two played against one other fleet. So yeah, it's it was a bit of an experience. But I came away with a second. That's, that's not bad. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good result for you. Yeah, second. Uh, were there any other drop fleet commander tournaments in Australia? Not that I'm aware of yet. Well, so they might know. There might have been a small one down in Melbourne, I think. Uh, so. so you're not quite able to claim the title of second greatest drop fleet commander player uh, yeah. tournament rankings in, yeah. in the country. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all, all for like a weekend or yeah. a month because yeah. they're only two of us. Yeah. yeah, but that was okay. So that, that actually led to a shorter day for me and get, got me some brownie points back from my wife because I got home early. <laughs> Don't know Always how important. Well, I don't know how I managed to get three whole days away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, second the, on the Sunday it was Dystopian Wars. Uh, I think there ended up being ten, uh, ten of us there. Okay, which was a good turnout. Turn yeah. Yeah, particularly for a small community, Dystopian Wars isn't that isn't huge. Mm. Um, and that was a win for me, in first place. Yep. With another one of my fleets that. <laughs> The mongrel flight. Yeah, it was it was a prick of a flight. Which was it? Your, your Indians. Indians it was like my a, Indians that had a bombard flight. Yeah, had a lot of bombards. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. We had a, a post. They posted up photos, and someone from somewhere posted up. Oh, is that an Indian fleet with all these bombards? Let me know how it goes. And it was just like, tabled my first opponent, tabled my second opponent. I was nice and let my opponent, my my third opponent, get a narrow loss. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, Chris. Well, yeah, I did let you get that narrow line. It could have been a total victory. <laughs> Rub the salt into the wound. Oh, well, it gave him second, and yeah. I was feeling nice. Um, and I was tired by the end of the day. So. Yeah, fair enough. Kingmaker. <laughs> so that was that was interesting. That was yeah. Um, I think I've had probably been close to having enough of playing dystopian wars tournaments. Yeah, maybe we'll some other people have a go. Well, I'm running the Shepherd and one next year. So yes. Yeah. Yep. We'll see how it goes. Um, and then Kings of War Monday. Well, so Kings of War was interesting because I'd never played a game of Kings of War. At all before, yeah. before going to this tournament, um, again wasn't that big. There was only four of us. Yep. So it was a round robin basically with an extra game and came in third. Okay. Um, with two victories and two losses. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, and I was pipped out of second by um, on a count back basically. So mm. um, I got absolutely trumped in my second and third games where I didn't kill anything. Oh wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Got absolutely tabled. Um, which hurt me in my victory points, but mm. they're the first and first and last games I did pretty well in, um, and have got the bug for Kings of War now. Yeah, you've um, been playing it a bit actually. Played th- three games since. Quickly learning the mechanic. It's it's an it's an interesting game. It's the rules are quite simple. Um, they're not overly complex. If mm. anyone's come from a, a, a Warhammer background, Warhammer Fantasy, um, and a couple of players still got their army. Yeah, still up there. He hasn't burnt it in a fit of rage. Age of Sigma! Or sold it for like $2. Um, If you're coming from a Warhammer Fantasy back, which my other two opponents have, it's a bit of getting used to Mm. because it's a lot simpler. It's a lot more basic. Yeah. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't read the rules. Yeah. Um, It's a lot more maneuver-based, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... it isn't. It isn't. So uh, one of my opponents has mentioned that oh, you can't wheel your you can't wheel during a march. Mm. Well, well, knows. I think a lot of stuff has been simplified, not simplified per se, but just streamlined. Yeah. So you can play a game like so. Fifteen hundred points is what we've been playing. Um, and the last game I played was over in an hour and fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How many? How many? You know, for, for people that, who's not in a concept of what fifteen hundred points is, what sort of models? So that was count. Are we talking? Um, about? So I'm trying to think now. Um, for me, that was about maths in my head. Probably about mm, 120 models. Yeah, yeah. For me, and so I that's played not undead. A small, small. No, amount, it's, it, yeah. it was about. It was all up. Um, five big five regiments or mm-hmm. five blocks of, of troops and a few characters. Yeah. Um, my opponent played ogres and he ended up with um, obviously fewer models because yeah, yeah. ogres are bigger. Um, but um, about 
six or seven blocks of units. Like body mass index, his army was massive. Yeah, it was. He was was obese. It was an obese army. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. They they needed to do some exercise, I guess. Yeah. Um, But the game's really not about... It's it's more about... um, Yeah, very much about the manoeuvre. Flank and recharges are everything. Yeah. Um, If you outmanoeuvre your opponent, and I saw it happen when I was over in Bendigo and I was... um, it happened in the last game I played. Mm. So over in Bendigo was where if you made a mistake, you just got tabled. If you, if oh, you wow, made yeah. that really critical mistake... Just what, left an opening? Yeah, left yeah. an opening that someone could take an advantage of. Mm. Um, and the game I played uh, the night before last was the other way around. So I my opponent got a couple of lucky, really, really lucky rolls. Mm. But I managed to get a win because he left me a couple of openings that I could take exploit with yep. the units I had. So... Um, it's a really interesting game. It's all about the manoeuvre yeah, and yeah. pivoting and, and how your units interact. So I'm enjoying it. It's quick. It's not overly complex. Um, if anyone's looking to get into it, it's not Warhammer. Don't don't think of it as a Warhammer analogue. Yeah. Just think of it as another as fantasy regimental game. Regimental game, yeah. 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 I'm um, slowly getting together the pieces required for a Kings of Man. Yeah. Uh, no, Kingdom of, Kingdoms, Kingdoms of Man. Kingdoms of Man. Yes. Army, which just basically means a hodgepodge of Perry miniatures and Fireforge miniatures. Which are yeah, awesome miniatures, so there's awesome, nothing wrong yeah. with that. So it should be good. So um, I'll, I'll put those together and, and um, yeah, hopefully in the next couple of weeks anyway, we'll be able to um, get it at the table, which would be awesome because yeah. I'm, I'm really liking the look of it. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we talked about how we got into the hobby, you know, first episode. And for me, yep. one of the seminal games was Warhammer Fantasy Battles yeah. and that that big blocks of infantry. I still remember going down and playing in the Axe Master tournaments in Melbourne and yep. the big blocks of infantry, you know, the artillery, the characters, yep. the, the whole, you know, box and dice is such an enjoyable um, yep. you know, experience. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It should be good fun. Yeah, I think uh, Kings of War has been the, the place where people have gone in terms of the, the mainstream regimental fantasy players have gone too mm. because it's the only one really. There's not many when you think about these. a lot of these games. There's not many of them. Yeah. And and Kings of War has been the one that everyone's sort of translated to, a lot of translated to if they haven't stuck with either the 8th edition fantasy or gone to the ninth Age. Yep. Which is a is a is a player base um, fantasy version. So yeah, yeah, but and yeah, it's I'm, a smaller scale too, isn't it? Um, Age it, of Sigmar. Well, and then you got Age of Sigmar, going. obviously, which is a, I don't know how to categorize it. It's it's a fantasy, a skirmish fantasy game, but mm. it's not really skirmish because it's army sized. Yeah. Um, it, it just doesn't have unit blocks. Mm. Um, and there's so it's it's not really the same thing anymore. It's, yeah, it's just changed completely. Which has been rehashed, I'm sure, many times on many podcasts. Yeah. And so we won't go on. No, we'll leave that alone. Um, so, all right. So anyway. we talked a little bit about yeah. Kings of War. We've talked about Shepacon. We've talked about Badgercon. Yep. Um, some of the other games, I mean, you talked, you mentioned just before that you're getting into Drop Fleet Commander and Drop Zone Commander. Yeah, so... Um, you played a few games. I know you played a few games of Drop Zone. Yep. Um, and you've, you've managed to play a couple of games now of Drop Fleet. Um, you know, Hawk War Games manufacture both those. Yep. Uh, science fiction games, Drop Fleet Commander is about that sort of low earth, uh, low orbital insertion, yeah. sort of um, dominating the, the, the low orbit of a planet. Yep. Um, Drop Zone Commander is all about your infantry and, and tanks and things like that dominating the streets of a strategically yeah. important city or something. So, you know, you want to walk us through those games and what your, th- what your, what your thoughts are on them so far? Yeah, so... I suppose um, I'll go through. So drop zones, um, I've played three or four games of with one of the guys at the local club. Mm. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed it. The rule set's really solid. It's obviously had more a lot of time to develop. It's been out for God three years, I think. So I think. Uh, it'd be even longer, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
it's a really solid rule set. It interacts really well. Um, each faction is very distinct, but plays plays well and mm. it's balanced. I, yep. I feel it's a very, fairly well balanced game. Um, and part of that is their their list building mechanic. You you have a, a structured list building where you have to include certain blocks of things, so armor or infantry, and you have to include everything in it. You can't just ignore one section of it. So if you don't bring any anti-aircraft stuff, you're going to be trumped over because aircraft play a really pivotal role in the game. Yep. But that said, if you don't bring any anti-armor stuff, you're not going to be able to kill the armor that the other, your opponent puts on the ground. You need infantry to take buildings. So You need a bit of everything. Yeah. It's so, a combined arms approach. Yeah, and you have to build that combined arms. It's not the kind of game that you can just sort of ignore, ignore it. Mm. Um, you won't be able to win. Um, which is re- I'm really enjoying and I like because it makes list building more complicated and yeah and you like you that that's an aspect of the game that you yeah. love isn't it the list building yeah so it's a challenge for me and I really enjoy it um, the game plays quickly mm. I think we played our games in like an hour and fifteen minutes as well they mm. they're really quick games um, I think too because the rules are fairly once you've learned the rule the rules aren't hard to learn and most of them are fairly intuitive um, and then it's just a few extra rules. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been enjoying it immensely. The few games I've played, I've got to get it back to the table soon. Yep. If I get my, my opponent, I can convince him uh, to meet up for a game again. He's not replying to anything. <laughs> oh, and that reminds me, by the way, I bought you a UCM Force. What? Uh, managed to pick up irons. Oh right. Gus's Gus's son was oh. selling them oh, cheap. Right. Beauty. <laughs> well, actually, no. I bought myself a UCM Force. <coughs> that you can borrow. Awesome. That sounds good to me. Yeah, that sounds great. So I bought it. We have a UCM force that you can you can proxy. Yeah. Because it's that when when we when you talk about getting into it, it was one of those games that I'd looked at years ago. Yeah. And at the time we were, I, I was sort of had been in a big board gaming phase and was looking at getting back into miniatures games. Yep. Drop Zone Commander was one of the one of the few of the games that we were looking at. Yep. To get back into the hobby. Yep. And yeah, UCM is always had an appeal to me. I don't know, yep. um, particularly the, the the armored personnel carriers remind yep. me a lot of the um, the the armored personnel carrier in, in Aliens. Yep. yep. I don't know, but the whole visual aesthetic, I just I like. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, really like it. So, oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward so to you it. You can borrow them, and we'll get them. We'll get it on the table. Boom. And, Done. Um, yeah. No, it's it's drop zone. I think is is. A well-developed um, and balanced game, mm. um, very much so. I mean, they just uh, Hawk won four awards over at the UK Games UK Expo. Games Expo. Yeah. One for their expansion for for um, Drop Zone, which was their Phase Reconquest Phase Two expansion. Mm. So um, Hawk are doing some very very good things, and they they listen to their player base very attentively. Yeah. Um, Drop Fleet. The rules are good. The fleets look wonderful. It's very young though. Mm. Um, it needs some time to be played, to, like in terms of the player base to come back and some balancing. Um, I have some. There's some balance issues there with two of the fleets and against the other fleets. That's just me personally. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it needs just some time to develop, like any game. When you bring it out for the first time, there's only a few factions. Um, it needs time to grow. Well, it doesn't matter how much you play test something. No. Once it hits the streets, it's going to be play tested hundreds of thousands of times. Yeah. And, you know. Um, and, yeah. You soon find out if there's anything that doesn't that doesn't stack up balance wise. People will find it. Well, that's the thing. I think it's um, you really need to find those people in your community that break the yeah. game. Yeah. Um, and people will break it hard. 
Mm. Um, it's, it's great to hear that Hawker responsive in terms of listening to well, the, you know, their player base in that regard. It was interesting with the tournament. So I was going to run a fleet, um, and the guy who ran the tournament, I was talking to him about it, and you know, apparently there was a few people who claimed on the forums it was unbeatable. and So he actually emailed Hawk, um, and they got back to him. Oh, wow. Within yeah. like a day and said, look, we don't have concerns because we think this will this will counter it mm. or anyone who runs this kind of fleet, um, but let us know how it goes mm. if he does run it. Yeah. So, uh, that kind of responsiveness, I think, is really, really good from a Fantastic. wargaming yeah. company. Um, well, especially when you, you understand that most of these wargaming companies, you know, you're literally a handful of guys, yep. you, know, you know, a handful of people and that's it. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. yeah. No, so I'm exp- I'm excited. Um, it's not really taking off at the club at the moment. Um, I've got it because look, I'm over in Bendigo a little bit. They played a lot over there. Mm. Um, I like the models. I really do like the models. So there was a bit of an impulse buy, and we bought a heap. That doesn't happen very often. No. The no. um yeah, but it's interesting. I think too, you know, here it's sort of vying for contention with a few other yeah. games. Um, you know, I mean, Firestorm Armada's been one that's been around for a while. Yep. You know, at the club, and there are a few people that play it, and a few yep. others that are getting into it. Yeah. Um, and then you know, also the guys at the club now are starting to play X Wing. Yeah. A lot more often yep. as well. Um, have you had a chance to have a go at X Wing at all? Years and years ago, mm. I had a go. Uh, the look. I don't know what it is about the game. I just have it. Just doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. I think, but it should appeal to me because it's pre-painted miniatures, and I am terrible at yeah, painting yeah, my yeah. miniatures. So and in it's theory, Star Wars. Uh, in theory, this game should be perfect everything, for what yeah. I everything that I want, but it's just never really grabbed me. This um, is it's one of those games. I think if I'd have discovered this game when I was in high school, and I was like, I was going through a Star Wars phase. Yep. As a lot of people from our hobby will probably identify with, you know, yep. and, and I'm, you know, most of us still in, um, you know. If I, but if I'd have discovered, it, I would have, I would have sunk a lot of money, a lot of yeah. my parents' money, yep. into this game. But yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I've sort of, I, I bought a couple of starter sets when it first came out, yep. um, and I bought it predominantly to take into school and use with our school games club. Yep. So those models are ding, dented, broken, glued back together so many times. I Does think, it even look like an X-Wing anymore? Yeah, probably more like a, a, a Z-95. <laughs> um, the, It'll be fine. It's really beat up. But the, um, you know, I mean, even the, you know, I got to the point where I was like, well, the kids really, you know, this is a quick game I want to throw down. We're not going to bother with special abilities and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, I, you know, pretty much everything is glued down, you know. All of the um, basic Pilots, uh, basic ship stat things are all glued into place. The stands yeah. are all glued into place just because it's easier. Yeah. They don't get lost. They're harder to break. So, obviously, I'm not taking those into the club. They're, yeah. they're at school. They're, they're, you know, that's where they are. And I considered buying it into it again yep. about eight months ago. My son was, you know, looking, was watching a bit of Clone Wars on Netflix, you know, yep. was talking about Star Wars a lot. We'd played Wings of War together, and he yep. really enjoyed it. And um, Wings of War is, uh, say, loosely pinched slash inspired um, <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> X-wing game. Um, but yeah, I just, I just haven't. Um, mm. You know, seeing everyone down at the club playing it, I'm considering getting a start, another yeah. s- a starter set. You know, because it will serve the dual purpose. You know, I can play with my son. I yeah. can take it down the club. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I, know. There's the- still yeah, I don't know. Well, the thing I like, having had a look at it, like read some stuff on forums and done some research, it's the kind of game that seems to be 
And I don't begrudge miniatures gaming coming to do this, but the new shiny hmm. is always slightly better. Yeah. So the next new shiny is going to be better. And and the guys at the club are like, oh, no, no, we're just going to play with some starter sets mm. and, you know, a few miniatures here and there and it's not going to be anything. Don't get anything really fancy. I'm just going to try it once. Don't worry. I'm, and, just, not, I'm not going to get addicted. Yeah. It's just once. Just, just once. once. Just once. I just want to see what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, just once. <laughs> yeah, and I fine. guarantee you one of them will buy the next new shiny yeah. and that'll start it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it'll be on for a round Yeah, it'll be like the Cold War. Yeah. <laughs> I got a new one. Oh, that's that's over there. I got a new one. Oh, that's oh. and then thousands of dollars will be dropped on pre-painted X-wing models. Yeah, um, they, they, they look awesome. Oh, you know, and they, the other thing I was thinking was like, oh, this would be awesome. You know, we would play Edge of Empire or something like that, and yeah. get models out. And, yeah, yeah. I, I I can see it. I just I don't know. I just struggle. The cost, and and we always say the cost. Hmm. In relative terms, it's an expensive war game. It is. You pay what? Is it sixteen to eighteen bucks for a single model? Yeah, and while I'm, you know, well, I, not I, nice. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not begrudging Fantasy Flight for charging. No, charging. I, no, they're pretty Australian, Australian um, prices are always. Yeah, you know, the prices are not exorbitant. Mm. It's an expensive, but it is more expensive. And it's not that I can't afford. I can just drop too much on Kickstarter on, on Drop Zone, and well, Kickstarters will get to, soon get to, <laughs> but. I don't know, it just doesn't grab me. Yeah. And I think that's the problem is that mm. it's got to grab you. Otherwise, you're just going to sort of put it on a table and... Mm. Yeah, it, it's an interesting one. So, and that's where I'm I'm almost like at the point where I'll, I, I, I can see myself dropping, a, you know, getting a, um, a, a core box or even two core boxes or something like that. Just yeah. to have, you know, enough models to throw down, you know, with Bailey and take down to the club. Because, um, you know, I think about, you know, in, in terms of when, when you look back and say, well, I played this game, you know, eight, ten times, whatever else, and, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of money per play, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think my problem one. too would be is I recognise that if I got into it, I'd have to get into it. Yeah. And I would be looking at lists and list building and then I would have to buy more stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the problem with it too is that cards only come with certain... Yes, hits, yeah. Which can be used across any number of things, the upgrade cards, but you've got to, it's very hard to get them otherwise. So I, part of me is trying to be more pragmatic lately and yeah. not buy just everything that comes looks, along. Looks nice, yeah. So I think, yeah, X Wing's yeah, probably going to, yeah, going to take us, for me personally, it's not going to, not going to join the collection. Yep, that's fair enough. Um, I'll just spend the money on other things. Yeah, sounds good. I'm happy to buy other things. <laughs> well, I think that's pretty much um, in terms of the new... The new shinies that we've been playing and, and so forth. Yeah. Uh, there's, a few, there's a few other things I suppose we could talk about that have been happening in the hobby. Yeah. Um, and then we'll there's a few us. Kickstarters yeah. as well. So, you know, we talked a lot on, on the show about Dystopian Wars. Yep. It's a game that we both love. Um, you know, we've previously been involved with Spartan and yep. uh, Dystopian Wars, Legions and, and so forth. Um, the Kickstarter is starting to ship. Yes, the apparently. The 2.5 rulebook was sent out to backers, was up online, yeah. and the newest Orbats for are 2.5 up. are up. So yeah. all the coordinations are up. So the new rulebook, changes have been made. Are they good? Are they bad? It'll shake out. I don't think there's anything in there know. that's too groundbreaking from what I've heard. I, I, the feeling I, from reading the feeling is that they're trying to make the game faster by making stuff die quicker. Mm. Oh, that's a fair analysis. Um, that's what I, the feeling, you know, um, 
you know, criticals do more damage now. You can do a critical and a damage on top of it if mm. anyone knows the mechanic. But basically, they, you do more damage per hit. Yeah, and there are a few things, a few other weapons too that it's do things powerful. like ignore defensive MIRs yep. and other stuff. So that, that sort of wellies up damage on that regard yeah. as well. Um, so uh, it remains to be seen. You run a risk when you do that. Yeah, you do because I think um, if, if stuff dies too quickly... You simp- you're just simplifying the game because it's just, then just a race to see who can do the most damage mm. quickest. We found that with the tournaments anyway, mm. even with 2.0 rules. just by gearing their lists well, to yeah. inflict maximum damage yeah. in the shortest possible time, it's, I it's, suppose. It's not about survivability, it's about damage. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know how it's going to go. Um, I don't know where where the things... I think the core thing there is is where the Orbats go. Um, so the, the all the core nation Orbats have been... Uploaded with shiny new layouts, mm. so they're all now in the little card pre-printed yeah, card yeah, yeah. templates. Um, changes have been relatively minor, mm. um, from what I can gather. The quick glances that I've had, there haven't been any significant changes to any any models or stats. However, the Kickstarter models have been put up, so the new stats, the Kickstarter models have been put up as mm. well. So um, it remains to be seen. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, they're up there. We can have a look at them. But yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting to see how it shakes out. I think, you know, once yeah. the Kickstarter's shipped and people have got it and it's hit the table more often, we'll be able to make a better analysis. Yeah. Um, that's all up there. For anyone who's keen on dystopian wars, you can yeah. go and have a look at it. So. Yeah, it's all up there. And, yeah, um, it's still a good game. Mm. I think it's just moving on. Yeah. Um, though I will say it does look a little easy to break. Yeah. So three large Russian submarines. Maybe coming someone's a certain to a tournament near you soon. Yeah, the um, yeah, I think yeah, the, the, it'll yeah, as you said, I think it'll be interesting to see how it, it will. shakes out. Yeah, it will. And so the other big news, yeah, eighth edition for forty k. Mm. It's dropped. It's different. It's very very different to seventh edition. Yeah, which I would say it's an improvement over. Like I, I haven't played. I sorry, played one game of seventh edition a while ago. Um, have read the rules though. Um, they are very, very different to the eighth edition rules. Yeah. Eighth um, edition sort of harkens back to, oh god, going back to second and third ed. Wow. Yeah. Because I haven't played 40k since probably the 90s. That's the that's the last time I played 40k. Just a little while ago. Just a little while. That was when I had my Space Wolf army and yep. um, the last one of the last games I played. I think I was in a tournament and someone elder jet biked a vortex grenade onto a unit of. You know, oh, the, those the were the classic, days. Those were the, the days. The classic vortex grenade onto a unit of Terminators. So, yeah. You know, and then just space walk, got that sucked was in and gone. Yeah. So Those were the days. Those were the days. So that was that was the last time I played 40K. Oh, look, I, I loved Games Workshop at the time, but yeah. I, I um, moved on as, as a lot of us did at that around that time. So, yeah, I mean, I'm interested. I, I, I'm not going to get into 40K. No, neither I'm am I. I'm not going to get into, into um, Warhammer. Um, you know, I think for me... Um, and you know, unless the, the, unless Games Workshop do a Necromunda that has got a, a, a really thorough campaign yep. system in it, or a Mordheim that's the same, it's just not a company that's doing things that I'm interested in. I'm not saying yeah. I don't like the games, or they're not they're not good games, or whatever else. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, they just don't. Gra- you said before with yeah. X-wing, they don't grab me. Yeah. So, but yeah, it looks it, it's interesting. Yeah. For, I've, the reviews that I've heard have been like, oh, I was going to put the fun back into 40K, which is a really odd sort of thing to say, but it's good if that's yeah. if that's what's happening. So. Well, it seems to have it's driven a bit of a resurgence. There's a lot of people are really keen and eager for it. 
the box is a very nice box. Mm. The, the the miniatures in it are beautiful. Um, I'm not sure about more space marines, but you know, the hey, cost is well, two hundred bucks for. I think it's about thirty five to forty models, mm. which isn't too bad. Like. In Games Workshop sense. Oh, in Games to Workshop To include, sense, yeah. you know, 35 to 40 models plus rule books. Oh, no one's... I'm not denying yeah. that they're not beautiful models. For, but for GW, you know, like normally what, you pay $6.60 for a Space Marine because mm. it's 66 bucks or something like for 10 of them. So, it's actually cheaper than, <laughs> than a normal oh, box of Space Marines. <laughs> so, and you're getting your rule book and, and dice and whatever. So, yeah, yeah. you know, in that regard, maybe their price is getting better, but... I don't know. You look around, you see... I'm not a Games Workshop player anymore. Yeah. So I look around and I say, well, you know, I want to buy a starter box to get into Drop Zone. Yep. I want to buy a starter box to bucks. get into Dystopian Wars. 70, 60, um, 70 bucks. I want to buy a starter box to get into, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, they're, all, they're all less than 100 bucks. Yep, yep. You know, not not more than double that. Well, yeah. And that's the thing I, you know, and I, also the fact I, I think I've moved on from 40K. Mm. I, I don't know. And I think to get back into it would be too much effort. Yeah, to to get the force that you want and collect it all and grind through that whole collecting and I don't know, I just it just doesn't grab me. But I hope it changes the the community. Like the game looks better, yeah. which is good. I'm glad that they've actually listened to their 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 fans mm. and tried to make a game that that is plays a lot better. Now whether it's balanced, that that you can't that comes down to list building. That yeah. comes how you write how you write your lists. Um, and the only way that's ever going to happen is if they listen to feedback and, and look at what's used and what isn't used and what's... Well, I think they've been, you know, that, that in so far as you could say that they learned from Age of Sigma, you know, the original, when that yeah. launched, the game was horrifically broken. Yeah. But, you know, they've done a lot to adjust. Well, they have. They've launched three different versions of their list building. Either throw whatever the hell you want on the table. Mm. Fair enough, if you want to play it like that. Um, here's a really rough balancing version and here's the exact points version which I think is good it's listening to their community and listening to giving people the options they want um, so that's good I mean yeah we've got a few people we've got our 40k players locally and I've had a look at the, the box diehards. yeah so no good something new alright well that's um, that's 40k so, yeah, yeah it's good 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 to hear um, yeah it'll be interesting I think it will provide a bit of a resurgence for yeah, you know, will. games workshop players and, and we'll, I think we'll probably see more of it I mean there's always the diehards down at the club who yep. um, you know games workshop is, is the, the ship they sail on and yeah. um, you know and that's great I'm not yep. um, decrying them or anything like that but yeah it's um, yeah interesting um, so on to Kickstarter we've been, we've been <laughs> a little too busy on this front Again, just a little, just a touch. Just yeah. a touch. Would you like to go first? All right. Well, I backed a game on Kickstarter. I was really excited about. Um, loved the theme. Always loved um, Vikings as a theme. Mm. Um, you know, the, the TV show, which is you know I discovered more recently, is 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 good. I don't you know which the, one's that the Vikings, Vikings. Um, and also last, the one on Netflix, the last, Kingdom. last Kingdom. You know, both those are, are reasonable. Vikings, I think, is probably a better TV series than yep. than the Last Kingdom, but moderately. You know, there's differences. You know, yeah. not major, but but you know, like I've I've got a massive collection of Icelandic sagas. The history of Vikings yep. has always been something that I've loved and and been fascinated by. I've got a huge. Um, collection of, of Viking-related books and things like that. So, it, to have a game that is that is um, you know somewhat historically orientated, mm-hmm. 
rather than having Vikings as a sort of a, a just a theme that's been sort of smeared over the top of it, yeah. where they're, you know, horn helmet sort of barbarians yeah, yeah. and so on. Um, is is really good and and this one looks really interesting. It's by Academy Games. They've got a yep. very good history of making um, some excellent games. The designer Zoe Eckhart or Eichhart, I think. My apologies for mispronouncing that, <laughs> but um, again, an excellent designer with a with a really good pedigree. So I'm really excited by this game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a it board called? game with miniatures. Eight seven eight Vikings. It's called. <laughs> so we're really excited to to uh, you know to 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 see that coming along. They're, yeah. they're continuing to update. The Kickstarter's closed now. Yep. Um. You know they're continuing to keep you know the updates rolling in. Yep. Um. So I'm really excited. Yeah, it should be good. Well, I looked at it as well. Um. When you shared it, I think. With, yeah. Because everything always gets shared. Kickstarter. Well, actually, lately we've just been backing shit stuff and not even. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. Just I just said, oh look, Quinn's back that. Oh, just gonna, yeah. Oh, have a look at it. And um, I had a look at it and I was very tempted. Um. Then we had a bit of a discussion about who was going to back it. Yeah. And were we going to back it? Mm. And in the end, I thought I think I just I'll let you back it and mm. then I'll just play it when you get it. Yeah. I figured that would be just easier. You know. Oh. Well. I've got more than, that, more than enough I've backed recently. Yes, speaking of which, what what have you been busy doing? Well, well the last one, probably the sorry, the one that's the earliest one since mm. we last talked, or the most, I don't know. Anyway, Heroes of Land, Air and Sea, I think it was one you shared with me. Yeah, a, was it a gambling? Yeah, gambling games. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just a miniatures board game basically it's a, a your typical 4x you you have your guy resource collect build conquer invade mm. and hopefully win um but the miniatures looked really interesting um the mechanic about how you move your workers around looked really interesting um it grabbed me you know yeah. How, and like yeah, we're yeah, yeah. About, it grabbed me so i looked at it and looked at it and then just impulse backed it as yeah, you do as you do yeah that's kickstarter is all about so i think it got a fair few expansions um it's up to about i think it's now can be eight players i think all up oh wow or six players um no eight eight players so well it's for one to six players and eight factions yeah so it's a fit like i, I backed it at 139 dollars and i've got a few like a, a, a neoprene mat as well um, and it's a lot of stuff for what you're paying. Yeah, which is, yeah. Which is nice. I, I, that's why I like Kickstarter. Yeah, you tend to get a lot of stuff for what you pay. So mm. the miniatures look really, really nice. Yeah, um, it does. The designer is, is it Scott Arms, who's the same um, designer as a lot of the Tiny Epic series. Is it? Oh, I yeah, I think, think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So hopefully it turns out good because we're still waiting on the tiny epic heroes. Tiny epic heroes, yeah. yeah like there was an update on that not long ago saying you know that they got production samples and it was looking good. And oh, cool, forth, so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that one's that one was back. That one's closed now. Mm. Um, so we're just waiting on. They're giving regular updates on their production of the expansions and getting all the the, the renders for their models out. So um, I'm looking forward to that one coming. Yeah. Anything else for you that that. Got um, no, not that. There's one that got back that I want to talk about at the end, but okay. the um, one that 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 we both were looking at, and um, we're still in the undecided phase. It's only just launched on Kickstarter. Yeah, there's there's probably and 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 it feeds into another one that that will be coming onto Kickstarter later this year. Yep. So this one's Blood and Plunder by yep. Firelock Games. It's a pirate. Yep. You know, seventeenth, um, eighteenth century swashbuckling style of game. Yep. Small skirmish style yep. um, with ships. With ships. So there's a naval and land aspect to it. 
Looks really interesting. Yep. I, you know, we're, we're, we're umming and ahhing about whether well, we should back it or not. Well, we looked at the original Kickstarter mm. and we both ummed and ahhed about it. And, and then we both regretted not backing well, it after well, we it did. closed. Um, I think I, I was like, oh, I really shouldn't spend the money. And, I, and I'm sure you were probably the same. I was same. the same, yeah. And we didn't back it. And then it closed and we're like, oh, we should have backed it because it looks you, really awesome. You go look at it. Oh, my God. It costs too much to ship it to well, Australia I, now. Typical Australia tax. So I looked at shipping the rule book. Which is not that heavy, I would imagine. It's mm. not like it's a you know a tome. Wood wood covers. It costs more to ship it than it did to buy the rule book. Yeah. So, um, but thank God now you can actually buy it all through Mighty Ape. Yeah. Um, in Australia with reasonable prices, so yeah. it's not too bad. So we kicked ourselves for not backing that, and now they've released their expansion Kickstarter, which is a Blood and Plunder. Um, no, something beyond the line. I can't think of what it is, but it's the Dutch and natives, um, natives and a couple of expansion forces, pirates and pirates, yeah, and Europe, European, European nation or whatever. Yeah. So we're debating. Debating. Do we need it? Well, do we need a pirate game? Probably. Yeah. Should we get this? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. In fairness, there are a lot of arguments for which are the shallowest of possible arguments. Like, you it's know, a I, said, I, game. I said earlier, <laughs> I've got seaboards for dystopian wars. That's the worst reasoning well, actually, you're getting would you like ever. A, I actually have a seaboard and a, and a shore. Yeah. And, and land boards. I've all got land tiles up there that I made yeah. for dystopian wars well, and put over the top of it. And so. you could have this land. Yeah, we. We have a board that we could use. That's probably the slimmest argument. It's the worst argument <laughs> for backing a game. It is. But yeah, it's it look you know, what what I like about it is it it looks like a really interesting skirmish game. And I yep. and, you know, we've discussed it before on the show, we love skirmish games. Yeah. This the, the the expansion um in, includes a campaign system. Yep. Love campaign systems. So it's really tempting, oh. but do you know, we're we're getting to the point now. We've got so many miniatures are sitting and, and not not getting to the table. Yep. And this feeds into another Kickstarter that's coming up for a game that we don't play already that we want to get back to year. But yeah, <sighs> it's bad. Yeah. It's it's uh, well, we backed it. We backed the original. Yeah. And they were beautiful models. They are. Yeah. And they had a few issues, but they were still beautiful models. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they're ironing out those issues because mm. the new sculpts they're bringing out are far more modular yes. and poseable, which just makes it more enticing. It does. And, and you know, we, you, you talked about, we're talking about Heavy Gear, DreamPod 9. Yeah. Um, they're going to be launching a Kickstarter later this year for another wave of factions, New Coal. Um, Peace River. Yeah. And another one, I can't think of which one it is. Neither can I. So, is it you two? I can't remember. Um, so... You know, this is a game, we both enjoyed the game, we yep. talked about it, we love the models, love the setting, Yep. we don't play it, no. we need to play it again. We do. Um, and it, the problem is, the problem is, for me, it's one of those games that is so so, so nuanced yes. that you play it and then you put it away and you don't play it for three weeks and then you get it out again, you're learning the game again. Yeah. So, you know, that, that to me, I think, is a barrier in my head. Yeah, I really like what I've ha- experienced so far of the game, yep. and I have no doubt that if you're interested in backing the next lot of the heavy gear, I'm mm. interested in backing the next <laughs> lot of the heavy gear. Um, so, blood and plunder, do we need it? That's the question. That's the, do we need it? Yeah. Do we need it's the it? sort of Damocles. I don't, do, do we need it? No. Yeah. Do we want it? Probably yes, but then I think it feeds back to now. Thank the good thing I suppose is 
um, Mighty Ape is now stocking it because mm. the biggest issue we have in Australia is getting stuff it's access here relatively, you know, because oh. shipping costs are obscene, particularly from the US. Yeah, so we can get access to it later at a later date. Mm. Yes, you won't get it's quite as cheaply, and you won't get the, the Kickstarter exclusive stuff. But do we? And the I'm, other, I'm, I'm not gonna, a big thing on Kickstarter well, exclusives. I don't care about that. Are we going to back it enough to get all that awesome stuff? No, I think. Personally, I think we're going to probably end up leaning towards. We'll leave Blood and Plunder for now, yeah, and and because we've got the option open to go buy a rule book and read the rules, yeah, yeah, and then figure out exactly what we want to get, and that way we're not dropping a whole heap of money. We can drop you know eighty dollars to get two rule books, yeah, read them up, have a look at, make sure what we want to get. And then we'll just back heavy gear. <laughs> All right, that sounds like a plan. Well, that's it's good that we come together to record this episode because we've sort of that sort of done our plan out. Well, so that's Blood and Plunder, and then that is. and that that's available online now. Yes, there's also um, Heavy Gear, which will be upcoming later this year by Dream yes. Pod Nine. Um, both of which look like awesome games. Don't get me wrong, Blood and Plunder looks really it does. really it, nice. Oh, game. It's fantastic. It's got fantastic reviews across mm. the board. But uh, the only thing I think really limiting us from buying into it is a time and b money. Yeah, um, and, and just a pile of unplayed games. Yes, yeah. yes. Not enough time to get everything else we want to get to the table. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm. Um, all right, so that's that's Blood and Plunder. What next? Um, so the the last two are for, for me because mm. impulsive backer of Kickstarter products. Yeah. Um, so I, I backed a game that was very similar to this um, recently and we went through it, which was... Uh, oh, now I've forgotten the name. Um, Pantheon. Pantheon. Uh, Mythic Battles Pantheon, which is um, a Hellenic Greek mm. period of... War game where you have all these gods and, and heroes and everything coming together and fighting battles and I'm very very excited because the models look fantastic. Yeah, they look awesome. And the Titans Massive. are like 110 millimeters high it's and ridiculous. Oh, yeah. it's just going to be awesome. So obviously I have a bit of a soft spot for that kind of era because the next one I've backed is called Lords of Hellas mm. um, by Awaken Realms. Um, it's still open. It's got five days to go on Kickstarter. Hopefully this episode will go out before that close. Yeah, hopefully. Um, they're up to 1.1 million pounds. Wow. They're hu- it's huge. It's just gone nuts. Yeah, I've um, seen I've seen it and I sort of glanced at it, but yep. I sort of deliberately you know, <laughs> didn't look at. <laughs> I don't need to look at. Yeah. We'll see. What happened is I looked at it. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 mistake. No. I right, looked yeah. and I looked at the miniatures and went, "Oh, these are awesome miniatures." Mm. So it's its background is that the actual this period in history was the gods weren't actually mythical creatures they were aliens with advanced technology okay and all the sculpts are like your old mythical creatures but teched up okay so um like the medusa is is this sort of armored woman riding these mechanical serpents ah. in the sculpts and they look f- phenomenal yeah um i if I recommend you having a look at the Kickstarter page and just looking at, just just to look at the miniatures. Yeah, they're just really really fantastic. I sculpts. can do that safely now because you've backed, I backed it. You don't have to. It's <laughs> fine. I've taken the dive for this. These are the sacrifices I make. Oh, well, they're, and they're appreciated. They too. Are. Yeah. So it looks really really. Again, in terms of rules, I had a quick glance at the rules. Mm. I got sucked in by the miniatures and the artwork. Mm. They look fantastic. Um, I think it's up to now you can have six or seven players in the oh, game wow. at My once, goodness. which is really, really good. Um, it means that you can get a big group of people together and have that, these awesome games. That'd be games. fun to have a big throwdown at the club or something oh, like that. Oh, and that's, and that's what I'm – a couple of these games will be really good with that because yeah. you can get there and go, Close right, out a night with it. it's still a miniatures game, it's mm. still a war game, but we're going to play this mm. and it's awesome. Mm. Um, you could get it, all the models pre-painted. Couldn't afford that. <laughs> 
because I dropped a fair bit of money on it anyway. Yeah. But they're all pre-shaded. Oh, nice. Which is nice. So yeah. they'll actually have good definition for their abs. Yeah, which, which really is nice. Them. Yeah, so but you need good definition. You do need good yeah. definition. So we backed that one. We're um, anxiously waiting to see how many how many uh, uh, stretch goals are uh, achieved until that one closes. Mm. And, um, yeah, that, that looks fantastic if you can. Go have a look at it. And the other one, mm-hmm. which I don't know how I saw this. I think I was just scrolling through Kickstarter, which I should probably stop doing. Yeah, I should. Um, it's called Blood and Dust by when it comes up. Blood and Dust. Um, I can't even pronounce who it's back, who it's by. Um, Polish company. Polish company, yeah. Matus Albrecht. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a war game um, based on uh, cardboard tiles representing your units. It's like a top-down bird's eye view yeah. of the unit, isn't of the, it? Of the units. Of like a cavalry unit or a unit yeah. footman or whatever else. So it's medieval, set in a medieval period, and you mm-hmm. play basically a mercenary army. Um, and you can build your mercenary army. It's got a campaign system in it. It wasn't that expensive. It looked really interesting. The artwork looked phenomenal. But there's a campaign system to it that sounds really interesting. Yeah. Upgraded troops and... Well, that's that's the other thing that grabbed me is, as we, anyone who listens to the podcast, we like campaign systems. Mm. Um, we like following our troops through. Mm. So that was one of the things that grabbed me. And the fact that it's, like, it's not technically a miniatures game, but... It looks really awesome, and mm. it's something that you can pack up into a box and bring out and yeah. nice and easy. I'm hoping it gets backed, yeah. that it gets, gets uh, fully funded. funded. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, it's about halfway through, halfway mm. funded. So, crossing my fingers and hope it does get does get fully funded. So, what's it called again? Blood and Dust. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's got 16 days to go up on um, up on Kickstarter. Oh, fingers crossed, yeah. Yeah. Actually, speaking of which, I just backed another game today. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, it was uh, 1066, Tears of Our Mothers. You Although did. I think this will be closed by the time this podcast goes up. Yep. Uh, I think it's only got this, it's maybe a week to go or something like that, maybe less. Hang on, let me look because I, I, you know, the, there we go, Giles Pritchard backed. <laughs> the artwork for that, yep. oh my goodness, the artwork is all by... Uh, I think it's a, a Polish artist. Yep. Um, and she is unbelievably talented. Her artwork, oh my goodness, it is just unbelievable. Okay, I'm looking at it now, and I agree with you. Yeah, it is phenomenal. The uh, it's if just go to the Kickstarter page, ten sixty six tears of many mothers. And look at the artwork. Because you're never, you're never going to play this game. I'll beat you because you'll be too busy looking at the artwork. Oh, it's phenomenal. It is just absolutely gorgeous artwork. Oh, she is an unbelievably talented artist. You know, she's she's done all the illustrations for everything in this game. Love it. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited by that. The it's apparently just a, you know two players. You're replaying. Um, 1066, um, you know, Harold versus William yep. sort of thing. You've got to, I think with Harold, you've, you've got to sort of rush back from, you know, facing the other Harold at Stamford Bridge yep. and make your way to Hastings and, and, and you know, William's got to make his way over to Hastings or whatever else and you're building your army as you go or whatever else. That sounds interesting. You're, you're apparently building your army in, in sections and you're sort of rewarded in the game for replicating historical, oh, okay. historically accurate formations. So yep. the, the way that they're actually used um, in the battle will give you a bonus. Oh, okay. You don't have to use them that way, but you yep. get a bonus if you, if you happen yep. to play them out that way. Um, it's a two-player game, short card game. Looks yep. really interesting. So oh, good. Excited about that. Yeah, oh, the the art is phenomenal. It's it's beautiful. It's stunning. Yeah, it really is. It's um, yeah, well worth checking out. 
just even for that, uh, uh, the the company, I can't remember what they're called, have done another game as well, and the same artist did the art for that as well and did every piece of art for that game. Um, also, and a- again, her artwork is just phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, 1066 Tears of Many Mothers, mm. well worth checking out. Um, also, back the role-playing game because, ridiculously, I have a real soft spot for role-playing games and I just no. buy a stupid amount of them, no. even though I've never, really? ever Hang played on, them. looking at your shelf? No. <laughs> Uh, no. I don't believe you. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so that that was Cowboys, which looks a lot of fun. Yeah, I saw that one as well. The, the well Western, 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 it's Western, Western, the role playing game. Yeah, yeah. Which I think will be interesting. Yeah. I. You know. Um. Aside from the fact, and this is really sad to admit, I've got a bit of a soft spot for westerns. Don't don't yeah, don't yeah, judge yeah. me. No, right? That's fine. Don't judge no, that's me. Fine. Don't that's judge I'm me. not judging you. I, just because I wear slippers down the supermarket. Anyway. Um, I'm not judging you on your Western choice. That's fine. <laughs> so, leave the rest of the line. Um, I, 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 I do kind of have a soft spot for Westerns. So, um, but, but what I really like about this is that the, 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 the combat mechanism in this apparently is that you've got, you have these sort of um, silhouettes. Right? Yep. So the game master would say, this is the silhouette or whatever else. You place this clear acetate sheet over it with this sort of bullseye series of rings and you roll your combat dice or whatever else and then compare it to the bullseye to show where you hit oh, and, yeah. or whether you hit, yep. um, which just sounds awesome. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, I, I just, yeah, I really like the sound of this. I, as I said, and who doesn't like a Western yeah, role play? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. The only question, can you die from dysentery? You've got to be able to die <laughs> from dysentery. This is a Western game. Of course you can die from dysentery. If it's not in the rules, we're house ruling it. Yeah. You're all dead from dysentery. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a bit, that would be a really, really interesting 2PK, yep. wouldn't it? I think so. So, yeah, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. But um, the last uh, the last Kickstarter I want to talk about before we go. Sure. Um, many, many moons ago, I was a guest contributor on a podcast called The Dice Tower. Yep. Um, I had a segment on there called The Shed, and one of the other guests on on The Dice Tower, I think he sort of started up towards the end of the period where I was sort of leaving the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, his name's Jeffrey Engelstein, and he ran a segment on The Dice Tower called Game Tech. Yep. Now, Jeff is one of the most articulate, most astute, most erudite, people you will ever have the opportunity to listen to and his ability to encapsulate and explain concepts around probability and mathematics and game theory and other just fascinating um, aspects that relate to games but yep. also mathematics and physics and other things um, it would were an absolute highlight of, um, of, of, of the Dice Tower. You know, I, I've had the opportunity to, to interact with Jeff a little bit. Yep. Um, and, you know, he's, a, he's just a standout guy. He's also a game designer, a yep. successful game designer with a, with a, with many successful designs under his belt and his family, uh, his family as a design unit uh, yep. under their belt. He is releasing a book to celebrate 10 years of game tech. Yep. Funnily enough, it's called Game Tech. Well worth looking up. And it, what, what it is is basically uh, a, a, articles based on his Game Tech. Okay. Audio segments from the yep. Dice Tower. Um, and, you know, if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to any of the Game Tech segments, yep. I believe that you can you do a Google search. They're available online. They might be on the Ludology podcast now. But... The um, Jeff is just uh, as I, I I can't sing his praises highly enough. He's one yep. of those people that just really takes a concept and breaks it open. Yep. Um, and and offers a fascinating insight into the worlds of mathematics and physics and and other yep. 
um, ways of looking at, you know, aspects to our hobby that, that, that we don't think about yeah. but are fundamental to um, the games that we play. So, um, you know, Jeff is, is a stand-up guy. He's, a, he is, you know, his audio segments were brilliant. Yep. And I've got no doubt that his book will also be equally brilliant. So yep. I'd, I backed that um, the minute I saw that it had gone up and I'd thoroughly recommend anybody mm-hmm. else out there who's interested in anything to do with game theory or yep. mathematics or, you know, um, look it up because I'm, yeah. I'm confident it's going to be really good. So Awesome. Um, big shout out for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I, I've really enjoyed those segments. Um, oh, awesome. So looking forward to it. <sighs> so that sort of covers oh, everything. What we've been playing. Yep. Some things that are happening in the hobby and um, yeah, the kickstarters that we've been obsessing over oh, since last geez. episode. That's that's a that's Kickstarter's a shameful a, list. Is, is it's a horrible horrible addiction. It's for a us. rabbit hole. Yeah. It just keeps and that's not and that's the funny thing is that. We've backed these certain ones. Mm. Then we got all the other ones that we've looked at and gone, that looks really... No. Yeah. No, no, no. I know. It's too don't many. Click it. It's ridiculous. Don't click it. So, so, yeah, I was just looking at the um, Dwarven Forge. Um, oh, the... Yeah, the Dungeon do- Tiles. Yeah. So, no. Stay away. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, Left hand. Stop the right hand from clicking the mouse. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Um, I think that covers us for this episode. Yeah, That's say. our update. Um, next episode, hopefully, we'll get into the, um, um, reversing five. our top yeah. fives and and um, and then yeah, continue on from there. Sounds good. All right. Until next time, um, I'm Giles Pritchard and I'm Quentin Sam. You've been listening to On Minis Games, and if you want to give us any feedback or send us any emails or complaints or suggestions, uh, feel free to do that at On Minis Games Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, until then. Adios. You've been listening to On Minis Games. On Minis Games is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported License.